Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It's July 15, 2023, and it's time for your Impact Wrestling Slammiversary post-show. I am Atrial Pearl, and tonight I am happily joined by the wonderful host, co-host of the Spotlight here on YouTube.com slash Fightful and host of The Weekender on FightfulSelect.com, which we'll be talking about a little later. Steven Jensen is with me. How are you doing, Steven? I'm doing good, Joel. Good to see you, man. Hope everyone's doing good in the chat. Another great Impact Wrestling pay-per-view, in my opinion. Um, I'm always happy to join on these pay-per-view post shows for Impact. So um, I'm happy to be here, man. How are you? Doing great. This was a really, really fun show to watch. It was a good time all around. I think uh, there were a lot of surprises. There were a lot of title changes. said it on Twitter, Stephen. Once a year, Impact does their great reset. <laughs> Everybody right. gets a new title, and this was the recipient was impact slam anniversary 2023 but overall really fun show uh five title changes and a couple of big returns three big returns really uh and i think there are going to be more on the horizon when they do their fallout tapings tomorrow night so it's good stuff uh and by the way good stuff is also leaving a thumbs up here on the video and also subscribing to us here at youtube.com slash fightful because we are one step closer when you click that subscribe button to a hundred thousand subscribers on the channel and we all want that nice silvery play button i know jimmy does i know sean does i secretly want it but i also want it on overbook that's another comment that's, that's a whole other topic of conversation and of course if you want to support us financially here on fightful you have a couple of options one of which is fightfulselect.com and we'll talk about that in a few minutes and also you can leave a super chat 
<laughs> you're on the video, just go ahead, any amount, get your question statement read on the air, click that dollar sign in the chat window, or you can go to humperchats.com because tonight we're going up against the colliders and the belters. Because of that, if you're going to leave us a humper chat, just leave IMP as an impact, first three letters, uh, with your humper chat so that we know that you're not asking us about uh, why CM Punk didn't win the Owen tournament this year. We, we'll, we'll talk about that if you want to, but like, let's face it, we're talking about Slammiversary here. Jensen, overall thoughts coming out of this show, what was the biggest takeaway for you? Ooh, I mean, the biggest takeaway is like is the reset, really, like you said, as far as, I mean, all the titles changing except for the world title. So that's got to be like the biggest one. But then also, you know, along hand in hand with that's the returns. I mean, that's another. And, and to be honest, like the, we had a lot of good matches, too. I mean, like it was it was a full a full package, in my opinion, of like just a, a good product from Impact. But if I had to choose one thing to, to say, I would say the, the main takeaway of this show was a big reset feel for a lot of their titles, because not only was there. A, so the only title that didn't change hands, of course, was the world title, which we're going to talk a lot about. But on top of that. There's even a reset there in a way because Josh Alexander's back and we're resetting like the the, the champion never, never lost his title is, is back in the mix now, too. And, you know, so um, that's how I feel about it. What was your biggest takeaway? I mean, outside of the reset, I guess, you know, that that's kind of the, the big one, I feel like. Yeah, the reset's big, obviously. The five title changes, the uh, that really kind of sets the stage for the next few months of impact. Josh Alexander making his return was the biggest surprised to me i don't think anybody knew where he was on his return or on his recovery uh obviously eric young was a big one that was hinted at this past thursday as they went off the air and you know i, I think most people had come to the logical conclusion and then fightful select reported uh today that eric young was out of his wwe deal and a little bit more details there over on fightfulselect.com if you want all them but uh seeing him was a, was a really big deal and he's really he said it at uh, the end of the match he said to the crowd i'm home and that's really how Eric Young feels. And of course, Trinity capturing a, a world championship is, is a big deal. She hadn't competed in over a year and a half, they said on commentary, for a singles championship. And this was big. So her capturing that title meant uh, a lot to a lot of people. And I'm looking forward to seeing how she continues to hold that title and impact. I wasn't sure how long her deal is. I'm still not sure. But for all we know, you know, it'll go until until i don't know bound for glory let's say and that's in october that's plenty of time to tell a good story with your impact knockouts champion yeah i'm with you yeah a lot of, a lot of good stuff coming out of this show in trinity i mean that, that that's obviously a really big deal very happy for her that's i mean the big story there is betting on yourself and they talked about that a lot on commentary as well um so we'll deep dive into that once we get to the match i'm sure but um but yeah i mean as far as like returns go obviously huge returns which I know, I know we'll talk more about, I don't know what order you want to do this. And I don't know if you want to like talk about like the returns kind of in front of you, like kind of throughout the show and then kind of hit on them or what's, what's best for you on Let's that. Let's go throughout the show. Let's just get, get it as we come along. Let's start with the super chat from Van Twinblade saying, get Reg in here to talk about Trinity. Listen, y'all want Reg's opinions. You got Gravsity. <laughs> you got a Gravsity Q and A every other week on FIFAselect.com. And also you can listen to Reg and Kate talk about literally everything including ring of honor on thursday nights reg will give his hot takes when reg is on the clock i promise you he's got plenty to say i'm sure he's excited uh let's kick this right off the countdown opening match with sean taraj that's giselle shaw savannah evans and jay vidal taking on jody threaten the death dolls that's Courtney rush and uh jessica because she's sick really really simple match it was a pretty good six woman tag 
Courtney Rush Spears, Jay Vidal gets the win. I'm ready for Giselle Shaw to get back in the winning column, but I know that they had to make Jody Threat whole after this past Thursday where she lost to Deanna. What do you think of this match real quick? Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a solid opener for, uh, you know, I'm always, when I tune into these, uh, like the, the countdown shows, I'm always like in the, I'm always like in the mood to watch wrestling, right? Like I'm like looking forward to it, turn that on. I just want to see it. I, I just want something good to kick it off. And I thought this was a solid opener. Um, and, you know, Spear from, uh, from Rush, to get the win i mean yeah it was solid it was it was it was a good opening match what it needed to be yeah simple easy and we'll see where it goes from here digital media championship this was the uh the, the setup of the night to for all the other title matches joe henry drops his title to kenny king i love that they use the chippendale bow tie as a as an accessory as a weapon as a gimmick it was very fun standing oj the standing ovation almost got it but then sheldon jean put king's foot on the ropes eventually Kenny King gets the win with the leverage pin, gets his feet on the ropes. And uh, Jensen, I don't know if you know this, this is the exact same finish from BTI this past Thursday between Dango and Heath, where they put their feet on the ropes, <laughs> did a leverage funny. pin. <laughs> so there you go. New digital media champion, Kenny King. They do a post-match uh, promo afterwards where uh, King calls him Lamo Joe and then says he stripped Joe Hendry of the digital media championship after Joe Hendry spent so much time calling Kenny King a stripper said uh alex shelley is my space it was all spark when he started but now you're garbage and then said chris saban who was the x division champion at the time of the promo he's twitter because he's lame and he sucks and uh the digital media champion is the only one that matters i like the digital media championship the way it's been presented over the last six months jensen i don't know how you feel about it but now kenny king took that title off of joe henry who had had a pretty damn good run with it what do you think of uh, both men moving forward yeah, no, I'm I'm with you for sure on the Joe Hendry having a good run with that championship, especially his match with Moose at um was it the last big pay per view that we talked about was was they they had a I know they had a they've had some they've had a few matches with each other, but the they had a really good one on one match uh within like the last like within like the last six months or so that I I remember being really 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 good and the fans are really behind him too. They do the whole the whole thing with him and they sing his song. Um, the only thing that was kind of weird about this to me was the whole thing was like. He's trying to like shame or whatever Kenny King for for being a Chippendales dancer, but then like during the match he was like doing the you know what I mean. I was and and also he was like, I don't have to take off my money to make or talk, take off my clothes to make money or whatever. I'm not trying to lose my clothes tonight. And he's cutting this promo while he's basically in his underwear and in boots. Like I mean, I'm like it's not that much different. Like what, like at the end of the day, like with the, the amount of clothes you're losing here, and that was a little kind of, that was a little bit weird, but I get, I get the story. Like I understand it. <clears throat> and um, I think Kenny King was good at like leaning into it as a heel. Also, I'll throw this out there. I'd like for them to incorporate it some, at some point, um, if they're going to go back to Kenny King's roots and talk about him in his non-wrestling life, someone needs to bring up him being on my brother and me back in the day he was a kid with the cool dr money haircut that all the kids wanted that was literally him his name was kenny in the show as a kid so go back and check that out i know sean ross south actually has an interview with kenny king from years ago about that on this channel because it's such a niche thing but anyways shout out kenny king i'll never forget you from tough enough man so after killing it and uh yeah good for him winning that digital media championship they need to figure out something to do with joe hendry though because he got a good look i think he's a i think he's good like long-term for impact if he's going to be there for a while i think they can do a lot with him so um shout out to henry too had a good run they had a couple of options for joe henry i think they can move him up to the x division pretty pretty easily 
And also they started teaming him with Yuya Yumura. So there's maybe a possibility of having them mesh as a tag team moving forward for a little bit. They don't have to become tag team champions right away, but just like the good hands, you got to start somewhere. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is the beginning of that. But uh, when we talk about Ultimate X, we'll see just how much movement is going on there. I want to point out real quick, uh, the Sheldon Jean and Kenny King tag team or just partnership. I've been putting this over on the post shows that we do on Thursday nights. I love, first of all, Sheldon Jean, much like Kenny King, is another reality TV quote unquote star. He was on Big Brother Canada in the pandemic year. Mm, okay. On top of that, you know, like Sheldon Jean is an up and coming star. He has the look, he has the potential. And I think working with Kenny King on and off camera is really good for him. I have a feeling that this will end with King and Jean feuding for the uh, for the Digital Media Championship, which is great because they've spent this time making that title more important by having Joe Hendry have these great matches. We mentioned the one with Moose at Rebellion. This is another one. You know, King and Jean had a good one. If they move the title off of the uh, the countdown every so often, you can have some really really good stories being told. So I'm looking forward to uh, the inevitable King and Jean match. That's where I'm at. I like that. I think you're probably right about that. Let's get into the Ultimate X match. The main card opens, as it is tradition. If you have trust rods and two big Xs crossing the <laughs> ring, you're going to start with Ultimate X. Speedball Mike Bailey, Jonathan Gresham, Kushida, Allen Angels, Kevin Knight, and Jake something returns. That was the shocker yeah. of the night. No one expected that. Uh, Kushida comes out in a Windsor Spitfires jersey, and I said to myself, this either means he's going to absolutely win or he's going to lose because the Spitfires lost in the OHL playoffs this year. Then that's so niche that nobody would get that. This is the 49th Ultimate X match. Eventually, Kushida does get the win. There was some real good stuff here. Allen Angels punching everybody in the dick. That's just how you play the game. What do you think of this match? Kushida is now holding that Ultimate X and therefore gets an X Division title shot anytime down the line. I thought this was a really good match. I mean, especially for an opener. This is, once again, you know, I talked about when I tuned into the, the countdown show, the pre-show, kind of like the mood I'm in to watch wrestling. When I know an Impact pay-per-view is starting, I want to see this type of action. I want to see the X Division. I want to see Ultimate X. Like, this is the kind of stuff that is like a staple of Impact, uh, like, pay-per-view. And there was a lot of great spots in this one. Like, Speedball had that that ultimate moonsault he did off of the, the whole thing to the outside it was nuts um alan angels like landed on his head doing that spanish fly i mean that was gnarly as well and i'm glad he's he's uh okay i was trying to i couldn't see the angles that they showed you couldn't really tell how bad his head hit or didn't hit but like on first glance it looked like he landed on his head and then he you know that goes all the way down your spine and like he was selling his back afterwards he said that he was okay afterwards on twitter though so that's definitely worth noting but um, but yeah, I thought this was a, a great match and, uh, it is great to see Jake something back. That's a guy I've been a fan of for a long time going back to, I used to watch him in glory pro back in the day, um, as he was like coming up. So, and he's a guy who like, you wouldn't like, he, he can wrestle any style and he, and he, he worked well in the X division or the ultimate X match. Um, so yeah, that's really good. And also shout out to Kevin Knight. Like he's a guy who I think is going to just keep getting bigger and bigger. Um, I got to see him live at battle slam not too long ago and he was like really impressive in person. Um, and I like his, his link with Kushida and stuff. There's a lot about this match that I really liked. And, um, they kind of got to figure out what to do with Jonathan Gresham. I feel like as well, he feels a little bit lost. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I thought this was really good. And then Alan Angel, as you said, I, I thought it was funny at the end, how he was the, all the variations of hitting people in the dick. He, uh, he implemented, 
Uh, and then it went, and then the actual finish too, like he was kind of trying to do it to, to Kashida and Kashida punched him backwards. It is like baseball uh, throw kind of punch that he does. And uh, yeah, that was, that was good stuff. So um, yeah, good for Kashida. And then also what was confusing to me is then I'm, th- you know, we'll talk about this in a minute, but I'm figuring out after this, okay, it's going to be Kashida and Saban for the X-Vision title, you know, cause that makes sense with the story of like, Alex Shelley being the world champion, all this stuff. And that all got like thrown out the window a little bit later in the night. So we'll definitely talk about that. And and who knows if it really did get thrown into a blender because you can have Kushida trying to, you know, make up for his buddy in time machine being True. taken out the way he did. There's a little bit of a story there. Uh, I agree with you. Jonathan Gresham continues to be this like, what are we doing here story and impact. And I tell everyone, if you're betting on Jonathan Gresham in your match predictions, stop. Because the second everybody stops trying to say Gresham's going to win, that'll be the day that Jonathan Gresham gets the victory. Wasn't tonight because people kept betting on him. But uh, listen, I, I put it out there. I've said it. I don't know when Gresham's contract ends with Impact. If it was if it was tonight, oh, guess what? There's an open spot over in Ring of Honor for that World Championship match. Now, I would love to see him show up and face Claudio. Don't know if it's on the cards. Don't know what can happen. Uh, they seem to still be teasing Bailey and Gresham as a tag team. I don't hate it. Again, I just want to see Gresham on track wherever he goes. Uh, and then Kevin Knight, I got to point this out. Right at the beginning, him and Jake Something start going at it. And Jake Something throws Kevin Knight up. And he almost grabs the X right then and there. Yeah. And then instead gets powered down. They do a little Hurricane Rana spot. That looked a little rough. But then they kind of got back into it. And then Jake Something just power bombs the shit out of Knight. Throws him out onto everybody outside of the ring. There was some really good stuff right there. Speedball also, you know, not to be outdone, does his uh, top of the platform moonsault. That, okay. When I've watched Ultimate X in Toronto live, they cannot put the the trust as high as they could tonight because the venue that they were in tonight was a legitimate like agriplex tall building whereas rebel nightclub is a nightclub it's it's just a big box so tonight was a much more impressive looking ultimate x match because of the way it was put together so i really enjoyed it uh kushida again there's a big story here with leo rush and with chris saban and we're going to talk about that in a little bit first let's get to the knockouts tag titles can't say too much because i'll be labeled as a pervert so instead i'm just going to say masha slamovich and kelly kelly are your new knockouts tag titles they're new new knockouts tag team champions they call themselves mk ultra now which i i like it uh this was a really solid match this was good stuff let's get into it not a big fan of the cameras missing the finish and then they had to go back and, and show you that they got Masha's snowplow and that's how we finish it. But there was a little bit more going on in there before I tell you what I liked Jensen. What did you like? Well, I really liked the team of killer Kelly and Masha Samovich. It is uh, as I tweeted a badass tag team, big fan of both women um, got nothing at all against killer Kelly, but I am going to put over Masha a bit more just because I, she's, she's someone else who I just, I think the world of Masha, she's killed it just, especially in like GCW in recent years, holding on to the world title. All this, I mean, she's in everywhere. I, I feel like Masha is like legitimately one of the best wrestlers in the world of like any gender right now. And I think Keller Kelly's way up there as well. Don't get me wrong. It's just, I, I'm, I've, I've been, way, I've been, I've been very vocal about my, my fandom of Masha for, for a few years now. Um, So it's good to just see her getting anything of importance and impact because I feel like if she's not going to be doing this, she should be wrestling 
if you know for the knockouts title not for the knockouts title for the world title for the exhibition title like she she's super super talented um and i thought this match was uh this was a solid match it, but you know it was it, like you said it was weird that they they missed the finish but you know Masha hits a, a hell of a snow plow to get the win there when they showed the replay um and this was the first time they teamed together right on impact so like i mean that's a great way to just kick them off as just kind of like that unstoppable tag team type feeling first time they team like who's who's going to beat these women you know what i mean um so and like they they should wrestle the men as well if i'm being completely honest on impact like like that like the two of them should be taking on like the male tag teams also like like they there's a lot they could be doing an impact with uh with killer kelly and slam of the tag team i don't hate that idea i mean they can both beat up anybody gender non-specific i'd be yeah. down for it too uh masha's impact oh sorry i don't mean to cut you off but like if you're because impact's the one company that's like willing to like just do it regularly so it's like it, it, it's like it totally makes sense like you got this badass tag team just have them wrestle everybody yeah i'd be a fan of it too i mean we need to make up for the last time we tried to do it and get the get a lot going on i mean i mean in the world title scene because obviously jordan grace was doing a lot of that as well and saw some uh some success from that uh i love masha getting the matching gear with killer kelly that stuff was good they did at one point masha had a sunset flip pin kicked out this is while she's in the ring with kylan king and then instead of just trying to do anything else she stomps kylan king does a double foot stomp and then rolls her up again i thought that stuff was fantastic there's a code breaker into a German suplex from the coven on Masha Slamovich. Uh, and then, of course, they get to that finish where it was supposed to be Kelly getting, uh, sorry, Kylan King was supposed to hit that running big boot, but I think she was confused as to where she was going. She had to hit the ropes a few times because I think Kelly or someone had to hit their, their mark. But either way, the match was solid. It was good stuff. Masha and Killer Kelly MK Ultra are your new knockouts tag title holders. Once again, you said it yourself, first time they've teamed up in Impact, and uh, the Coven actually won the tag titles on their first round in Impact as yeah. well as the team. So wow. we, let's not set that as a precedent, but let's at least enjoy the fact that uh, there are still women coming through and staying tag teams in in uh, Impact. I'm fine well, with that. So the thing is, is like, and you know this by covering the show weekly, obviously, like the there there's so many good women in Impact, like collectively, that it that so many of them on like any other roster like they'd all be like the like the world women's champion on like so many different promotions you know what i mean so it's like you so but luckily you have the knockouts titles and impact it's, it's one company where it actually makes sense like in the wwe they don't seem to do or have any idea to do with their, their women's knockout titles the impact kind of doesn't either because they keep hot potatoing it, you know the belts but like when you when you really think about it it's like they got so many good women that you got to have something to do. We like, you got to put them out there and have something for them to do. So, and if at least there's going to be championships involved, I'm okay with them kind of putting together just random tag teams of like really good wrestlers and just having really good matches for those titles. Like it's better than, it's better than not doing anything with the belts. And it's better than like having some, you know, like, you know, stale tag teams or something like, at least you're kind of getting something fresh kind of, you know, consistently with it. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, Again, the, when you got a stock, a stacked and stocked knockouts division, and are currently being told they're the best women's division in all of wrestling and at least North American wrestling, you got to find ways to utilize those women and not just have them sit waiting for a title shot or waiting for something else. The, again, good good concept here. Doing a, a six person tag team match to open the show, right? Having the Death Dolls and Jody Threat 
versus the Shantaraj. That's a good way to start it. And then, of course, you've got Masha and Kelly teaming up after Masha couldn't get the knockouts title on her first couple of tries. So what do we do next? We're going to move her into a tag team, and that works for me too. Uh, Van Twinblade sent us a super chat saying, Glory Pro Whiteboard Guy approves of Jake Seinripper, a.k.a. Jake something, returning to Impact to do big man things. It's good to see him back. Yeah. I, sure. We're going to talk about this in a second, but you think you think him and Dean are going to get back together? You know, I thought about that a little bit. I thought about that. There, there was a lot of like kind of weird connections throughout the night because obviously we'll talk about the the Bully Ray and Demore tag team match and all the connections. There was like so many connections in that one and stuff. So yeah, yeah, that, that's interesting though. Deaner and uh, little cousin, uh, the cousin, cousin Deaner, cousin Deaner and cousin Jake. Yeah, I, I asked cody deaner about that once <laughs> and he was like for the right amount of money absolutely so hey maybe the right <laughs> amount of money finally came around bully ray and deaner team up to take on scott demore and the returning eric young team canada's back baby darren mccarty is the special guest enforcer by the way uh if you are subscribed to fightful overbooked or maybe you just know about it jeremy lambert and i host a show called in the weeds darren mccarty was a guest of ours on friday so go ahead and check that out he uh foreshadowed the return of Eric Young when when we couldn't because Fightful Select had the scoop tonight that Eric Young had gotten out of his WWE deal. There's a lot more news and a lot more information over there. So subscribe for the best five bucks in the business, FightfulSelect.com. Uh, this match, let's, okay, let's, let's, before we talk about the match itself, I want to get your thoughts on kind of the, the lead up to it. Originally, this was going to be Bully Ray and Macklin versus Demore and PCO. Macklin was injured, by the way. Fightful Select has an update on Steve Macklin tonight, which was great. Uh, there's some, some pretty good news in there. And then it was going to be Demore and PCO. And then this past week on Impact, they wrote out PCO, or two weeks ago, they uh, set him on fire. <laughs> effectively wrote him out of the match. I thought they were going to have him show up tonight. He didn't, uh, probably for the best, considering the way they told the story in this match. But what did you think of the, uh, the, the changes that happened going into this match before we actually talk about it? It was it was very weird and hard to keep up with if you don't keep up with Impact Wrestling because then they were also announcing like the replacements on like Busted Open and stuff like that. So um, I luckily, you know, I'd say, you know, just kind of saw through Twitter as things were all changing. But um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I, I don't know what else to really say outside of uh, it looks completely different than it did when it was originally advertised. But yeah. but on it, but honestly, it probably worked out for the best. If I'm that's, being completely honest, that's, that's yeah. Thing you've got yeah. Diener. Diener is like a ring general. Not that Macklin isn't, but like Diener knows what he's doing. All four guys know what they're doing in there. But like you just you look at the the way the match kind of played out. Uh, again, Eric Young is back. This is the second time he's returned to the Slam anniversary, which makes me laugh. And uh, they they show earlier in the night former team canada member a1 is in the ringside looking jacked as ralph let's go look yeah. great got yeah. people talking and then later on he would get involved in the match take out big con at one point uh eric young and d and scott demore get the win uh my favorite part of this match is so stupid they're spending most of the first half of the match is how much can we piss off the referee and then the referee who is a local you know ontario referee just takes off his shirt and says screw you guys i'm out and then Darren McCarty, who had been accosted by said referee for trying to be an enforcer, Darren McCarty throws on the jersey and is just like, all right, guess it's my turn now. And it's just a big beatdown. It's fun. 
It's harmless. Scott Demore's mom at ringside trying to take a shot at, <laughs> at Bully Ray. And of course, they do a bunch of callbacks to uh to, to moments of past anniversary. What do you think of this match? Fun for everyone, I guess. Honestly, it had it was better than it had any right to be, to be totally honest. Like it's not like I expected this to be bad. I just didn't really know what to expect because I wasn't sure who I mean, I I had a good idea that it was gonna be Eric Young, but I didn't know for sure until it happened especially because he's like so fresh off of that, you know, coming out of his WWE deal that, you know, that we all found out about and everything so recently. Um, but uh, it was, it was cool. Like Scott DeMore hit a Canadian destroyer right there. Then that was, that was nice. Eric Young hit his, his flying elbow drop. That was nice. I mean, um, so yeah, I, I thought this match was actually pretty solid. I think obviously Steve Macklin is a great wrestler. It'd be great to see him out there. And, and I like PCO as well, but um Considering, you know, once again, the story that they wound up telling with Team Canada, then it, it was cool to like hearing the music, seeing Eric Young and Scott Demore like make the walk down the ramp. Because, yeah, I was um, I was a day one TNA fan back in the in the Nashville Asylum days, and like it was like those that whole Team Canada when they used to do the like Ultimate X Cup and all that stuff that they do with all the teams, the World Cups and all that. Like those were some. I, I actually should go back and watch that stuff. It's been a really long time, but. It, like it makes you feel pretty nostalgic for like TNA as a company. Even seeing A one out there, it was funny how he like had his shirt his like shirt off when he came out to like make the save and everything. He's like you know showing like I'm I'm still jacked. Like I can still go if y'all need me to. Um. So yeah, and it would be cool to see more more members of Team Canada come together. Honestly, like I know I know they couldn't get like Bobby Roode, I'm sure, and stuff. But like they you know they could. I'm sure like Petey Williams is out there somewhere available. Uh, they ain't gonna get Petey. Where's he at? He's a producer in WWE. Oh, he is. That's right. That's right. I, for, I completely forgot he was there. They, oh, my goodness. They're not going to get the second captain because yeah. he's, he's a pile of garbage. They could get I mean, Jack Evans has done a couple shots. He was yeah. once upon a time. Uh, Ruffy Silverstein, where's he at? <laughs> yeah, I, and I completely forgot P.D. Williams was, was with the WWE. But hey, shout out to Scott DeMore for that Canadian Destroyer, P.D. Williams style. Look good, so, yeah. Look yeah. real good. I I enjoyed the match. It was just it was fun and harmless, and it was exactly what it needed to be. They do the table spot. They do everything from get the tables to the one two three. They do the that drop, and yep. it's fun. Uh, that elbow that you mentioned from Eric Young look really good because he it's had one of the best fly. elbow drops. Yeah, he really does. And he had to fly across that ring to get across the tables and and hit it. It looked good. It was fun. Uh, Darren McCarty looked like he was having a blast, which is great. He got to hit that stunner, uh, which he said, I don't do what did he say? He, I do a punch in the stunner. I don't do the kick because I can't get my leg up that high. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so good cool. for him. This, yeah, it was it was a, it was a good match. I wasn't a fan of the referee being uh, taken advantage of until I saw what they played that out as, and so that was a good good time. Well, uh, and also it's worth mentioning Eric Young did come back from the death, so um, you know, and there there was a lot of layers with that. I mean, like the Eric Young Diener uh, layer, the Demore and Eric Young layer, um, you know, the, obviously the whole story going into this with Demore and Bully Ray and everything. So there was a uh, there was a lot of different stories like all coming together in this thing, but uh, it's pretty impressive that Eric, because if I remember correctly, it's been a while. They literally like stabbed him to death, right? Like, they, so, so Diener shipped him. You didn't right. see the body. You presume dead, but he was like bleeding. All, I remember seeing it. He was like bleeding all yeah. over the floor and stuff. It was pretty, <laughs> anyways, but yeah, good for Eric Young to be back. And also, as you said, uh, towards the beginning of the show, 
it was good to see Eric Young in the ring and he was saying, you know, I'm home. Like, he, you know, it's, and I saw the report. I, be, I believe the reason that I saw on Fightful Select was, um, was that Eric Young didn't want to work for Vincent Mann, which, like, if that's what it is, like, that's respectable. I get that. And Eric Young's, you know, he's a guy who I wish had a, a bigger run in the WWE because I'm a big fan of his for a long time. He's also a Nashville guy, so I got to see him live a lot when I lived in Nashville. Like, he's a he's a Nashville fairground. He's like he's like a Nashville fairgrounds main event guy. Like, whenever he's wrestling in Nashville, and um, and I but but he's I I always think of him as a uh, as a as a impact guy. Like when I think of impact wrestling, he's one of the guys I think about. You know, so it, it does feel like he's back home. Yeah, and I think so too. And and again, the conversation that I had with Eric Young, God, a couple of years ago. Uh, this is an interview that didn't really see the light of day because we had some technical issues, but I've aired a clip from it. And I asked him, what happens when Eric Young is done with wrestling? And he says, I'm going to just fade off into the sunset, never to be seen again. You'll know when I'm gone because you'll never see me. And we were kind of getting that way when he left Impact. And then there was talk about, you know, oh, he's going to WWE. And I'm like, I'll see it when I believe it. And then, of course, we got confirmation that he was signed but not being used. And clearly he wanted to be an on-air talent. He wanted to be working. Uh, he's kept himself in very good shape, which is a no surprise to anybody. And he got out. He got out because of whatever reasons. You can read the report on Fightful Select. The, the sale and Vince McMahon coming back into the company uh, reportedly played a role in that. And so if that's the case, then yeah, good for Eric to bet on himself again, come back to impact and, and do that. I'll pull that up for us too. Hey, Cresta. Good to see you. <laughs> Cresta, by the way, is doing the, uh, the, the collision post show. So uh, she decided to big time us and, and do that <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why, but uh, Cresta and I are normally here every Thursday night with the ROH team. We cover impact every Thursday, probably around 10, 10 is when we get on there. That's Eastern standard time. Let's keep rolling here. The X division titles on the line, Leo rush, Chris Saban. This one went quickly. Leo rush is your new X division champion. Dan V with the super chat saying Saban losing was surprising, but gave me a sense of relief where I was confident Shelly was retaining Alexander returning so much earlier than from that injury and from that injury, which is typically six months. We're going to tackle the latter half of that, but really the first part, Chris Saban lost in a very decisive factor. Uh, Leo rush just really just beat the shit out of Chris Saban for five minutes. They did some tense work where, uh, they had to so basically Leo Rush attacked Chris Saban before the match starts while Saban's making his entrance. And then Saban is asked, You want to continue? Do you want to start the match? Saban says yes, because he's a fighting champion. They uh they start the match. Leo Rush immediately attacks Saban again before he gets his jacket off, hits two final hours, does the first one, kick out a two from Saban, does another one, does not kick out. Leo Rush wins. This was a, a one-sided beating, Steven Jensen. What'd you think? Yeah, so um, so I noticed that like what they were. Well, for one, I'll say I don't I don't like this, like, but I'll but I'll explain why. So like, the beginning of the match, they do the thing where before the match even starts, technically, like you said, Leo Rush does the the dive to the outside, the suicide dive, and they they play it off like he's he's hit heads with Saban. I think is what because like that's like it looked like they did, and then Saban was on the ground really selling it, and like they had now one of the probably the funniest moment of the entire night for me was when Saban throws like the doctor down for no reason. Like the guy was trying to help him. He like, throws him on the ground. And then the guy, like if I'm the guy, I'm just like, scream, man. All right, go, go and get in there, man. What do I know? You know, 
Like, and then that's what winds up happening. Do you don't listen to the doctor? The, 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 that's what that's what happens. Um, but jokes aside, like the reason I don't like this is because this was probably the match I was looking the most forward to on paper. Like just like an actual Chris Saban versus Leo Rush, just like a just a banger of a exhibition title match. And if you were a casual fan or even just like a non-fan, even of Impact, just a wrestling fan that that was like on the fence or like maybe considering watching this show and you saw that on the card, you're like, maybe that's what nudges you to, to watch it. You're like, oh damn, Chris Saban and Leo Rush one-on-one, like this is going to be a banger. Like I'm going to tune in for this. And then it like, isn't a matter like nothing really happens. Like he just, like you said, basically suicide dive, beat up in the ring, two final hours, one, two, three. Now I get the storyline aspect of this, which we can definitely you know dive into, but as far as uh, being a fan of both guys, uh, like in the ring, it was disappointing because I felt like there's one thing if it's a storyline thing, like I feel like there's another, there's many other ways you can get to this conclusion with like having an actual match still. And if there was anything about, you know, needing to cut time or anything, which I have no idea if that was the case. I'm just saying if, it, if, if that had anything to do with anything about cutting time this is not the match I would have cut time off of. You know what I mean? Like this, like I, I was, really, uh, so this is really just honestly, as a fan, just sour grapes. Like I was really looking forward to them having an actual match and I get to see it, unfortunately. But I and also, I didn't expect Leo Rush to win the, the exhibition title, to be honest, because he's a guy who comes and goes from companies so often, but he's super, super talented. So like, I love watching him when he's where, when he's wherever he is. Um, and but I think because of that, to be fair, a lot of the time companies like don't give him major championships because they just don't know how long he's going to be there. And but I was thrown off completely by this. Like I thought we were going to get a real match, and I thought Chris Saban was going to retain because I thought they do him Kashida, and I thought there was still more to do with him being national champion and uh, and Shelly being the world champion. So that's 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 how I feel about everything. So how about you? So I'm going to get to that in a sec. I want to actually bring up the super chat from Dobby the Brain Heenan saying, I love Leo Rush, but does anyone think that the match wasn't supposed to be a squash? Chris Saban looked shook up from the dive and Leo didn't get the and new graphic. And while you were talking, I was taking a look at that. Yeah, he was the only Mm. one who didn't get it. However, I wouldn't be surprised if Leo is going to use that to play into his nobody respects me story. I'm here to I'm here to win matches. I'm here to win championships. Uh, I don't need an annual graphic to get my, you know, to get what I deserve. Maybe they called an audible. It's entirely possible. Maybe there's an injury. Who knows? We will ask around at Fightful. I know we will. Uh, but with that in mind, I agree with you. I wish this match had been longer. I wish this match had been a competitive one-on-one. If it's an injury thing, that sucks. And I hope that whoever is injured gets better presumably it would be it's, safe in this case. I want to obviously preface everything I said, but with that, like of course it was actually hurt, obviously, but also if he was actually hurt, he shouldn't have wrestled at all. If he had an actual head injury before the match started, he shouldn't have gotten yes. in there. To be yes. fair. Yeah. But yeah. And Steven Jensen just wants everyone to, to wrestle hurt, by the way, this is, yeah, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm very selfish in that way. I just, uh, yeah, as a fan, I just want to see what I want to see. Okay. I don't care about these people. That's right. Nothing else matters, but, uh, but that's the whole thing. If, if there's an injury to save and, uh, we hope he's okay. If not, I guess they're going to continue this into emergence possibly when they go to Toronto next month, which selfishly I don't mind because I will most likely be there and I will most likely be watching. It's unfortunately also the same night as all in. So I will be split screening it, I guess. I don't know yet, but, uh, 
we'll see. We'll see how it plays out in the TV tapings tomorrow night at Windsor because that's going to tell uh, exactly how bad of an injury, if any, there is, or if it's just part of the Leo rush is here an impact to take over story, which is fine. There was a part of me that thought Leo might cash in option C at the end of tonight and be like, I want all of it. And, you know, I want to level up right away. So who knows? There's an opportunity there. Uh, but that's kind of where I'm at. I would have loved to have seen a fully competitive match, a 15, 20 minute sprint. Those two men can do it. I hope they do it. But it won't be tonight. It wasn't tonight. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> it's a sprint. It's a marathon, Stephen Jensen. It's a marathon. Four-way tag title match for the Impact Tag Championships. Ace of Bays dropped their titles. I was not surprised. Moose and Myers, Sammy Swan, and Subculture. Subculture captures the Impact Tag Team Championships. That surprises me. What didn't surprise me was the Rascals costing Ace of Bays those tag titles. There is a really cool and weird story that's going to develop out of this. I feel like subculture will drop those tag titles to Ace of Bays or Rascals, uh, maybe as early as tomorrow night, and we'll move on from there. But subculture getting the win is a good tip in their in their cap, good feather in their cap. Like seeing that from Andrews and Webster. But uh, what do you think of the match? There was some good stuff in here. Yeah, I really I really liked the match. Uh, it was one of my favorite matches of the night. Honestly, it was one of the ones that I was the most looking forward to. You know, I was talking about the Saban and Leo Rush match. Outside of that, this was probably the one I was the most looking forward to. Honestly. Um, I mean, I'm wearing an Ace Austin shirt right now, um, but Mark. yeah, I mean, dude, I'll, 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 I'll support, I'll support my, my, but let me tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to cut you off. I, I said this on Twitter once upon a time on an episode of impact on BTI, Gia Miller. And, and yes, I know Gia Miller and Ace are a thing. Gia said, 
that Ace Austin is Quadzilla. And I cannot get that out of my head, no matter how hard I try. That's okay. Funny. So you are wearing the t-shirt of the one and only Quadzilla. Quadzilla. And she's right, by the way. That man um, has monstrous quads. Very large quads. quads. Very good. Very, very good point. Good point. Um, but no, I'm with you on the uh, like I, I like the rascals getting involved. You expected them to, uh, but like I think that that's good. Like I it's gonna I'm I'm a big fan of uh of, of Trey and Wentz. And I I don't know uh like what's going on with uh with like Meyer and Reed, but like I feel like like I know he's available. He even tweeted earlier today he's a free agent. So it's like I'd really like to get him involved with impact if that was a possibility. Like the, the three of those guys is the rascals. Obviously, um I always forget the things when they change their names. Uh, Wesley over in NXT is doing really well. So that's been cool to see also. Um, listen, I like Subculture a lot. I really do. I like them in NXT, uh, NXT UK. Uh, you know, I covered the NXT UK for a long time for the weekend or as long as it was running. And, you know, those guys have always been really solid. I should remember Mark Andrews running Impact like pre-WWE when he was like a singles that's guy right. there. Yeah. Um, when they would go to the UK and he would be over like Rover. Yeah. Really, he's a great wrestler i like him and flash morgan webster a lot like i I, like i'd be fine with them having a real run with the tag titles honestly the only reason that i'd be against it at all is kind of like what you were kind of getting at a second ago is like obviously there's a great story there between ace austin chris bay and the rascals and they're gonna have great matches and like why wouldn't that be the tag team title feud with that with those two teams it just it would just make sense for those to be the teams feuding over the tag titles if you're going to have that feud um but that said Andrews and Webster I think are a great tag team and you know as you also mentioned it's very possible I mean we just had it's not out of the realm of possibility for titles to just keep changing hands we had almost all of them change hands tonight alone and then they're going to do tapings tomorrow and from there like you know we could have new champions again. So, you know, it's very, it's very possible. Um, by the way, I, I usually do the spoilers for impact um, on the weekender. So if you guys want to, if you, if y'all like spoilers for the weekender and for ROH and stuff like that, it depends on when I record the weekender in relation to when they actually, you know, film their shows and stuff like that. But if you're into that kind of stuff and also independent wrestling, I'd, I'd recommend the weekender because that's kind of how I keep up with impact for the most part nowadays is like, I read all the spoilers and then you know, I do like a massive, like catch up, like watch along for myself, like kind of leading up to these pay-per-views. So um, anyways, that said, I thought this was a solid tag team match. Good for subculture. I'm looking forward to Bay and uh, ABC versus uh, the rascals. Yeah, it's going to be good stuff. Uh, finish was subculture hitting uh, flash. Morgan Webster hits the pinball wizard to the outside, takes out the field and then managers hits the fall to pieces and gets the pin on Brian Myers. I was convinced, convinced Steven Jensen that it was going to be Moose pinning Rich Swan and Moose and Myers were going to win those tag championships. That I, I was sure of it after Moose announced he was signing a new deal. And that and then they kept doing the thing with Swan, with Rich Swan and Moose. And I was like, they're just going to play it up. And they didn't. They surprised me. And I'm okay with that. It was a good, good match, good finish. Looking forward to how they continue that story. Uh, the tag division in Impact is starting to rebuild. This is another conversation similar to the knockouts where you have a lot of really good wrestlers who are just waiting for their opportunity. Sometimes you got to make a tag team and sometimes you got to let that tag team find their chemistry and keep moving. Moose and Myers are good together. They're eventually going to do something with the good hands because they got to blow off that story. Uh, Sammy and Swan, honestly, I can take it or leave it. I'm kind of over that story, but that's neither here nor there. Subculture, 
They're the people with the tag titles now. They're the ones that matter. So let's keep moving on. Uh, Battle of the Kowalski trainees and their wives in their corners. Frankie Kazarian takes on Edward Edwards. Tracy Brooks is with Frankie and Alicia Edwards is, of course, with her husband, Edward Edwards. Um, uh, I mean, what do we say? Uh, This match happened and Ricky Starks got the win by grabbing the ropes and winning the Owen Hart Cup at the same time. Yeah. So I don't want to roast too hard there because obviously, so this was the match that was happening at the same exact time as the Owen Hart Cup uh, tournament finals. So um, now that said, I want to give them credit where it's due. This was a good match. Like, this is like the, Eddie Edwards or Frankie Kazarian was actually really solid. Those guys went really hard out there. They 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 had a really solid match, honestly. But um, you know, then there was a ref bump, and then it gets a little goofy. But you know, it is what it is. Like basically, what winds up happening is uh, Eddie Edwards is uh, tapping out to the the chicken wing from Kazarian, but winds up getting. Hit you know, eventually winds up getting hit with a kendo stick and then uh Boston knee party. But, you know, this is just, you know, I always felt like a broken record when it comes to Eddie Edwards and I don't want to do that again, but it just feels like they, people didn't really care that much about this, but like, it was a good match. That's what he, that's what always happens. You don't really, you're not that really looking that forward to it, going into it. It winds up being solid. It was what it was. Cool to see Tracy Brooks. I mean, I was a fan back in the you know the OG TNA days, the the OG knockout, I guess, as as, as they're referring her, you know, to her now, and Alicia uh, Edwards. You know, it's, it's yeah. There's not a whole lot more we can really say. I feel like you know this was this would have been like a good like main event of like a Thursday Impact. Not even. I'm sorry. This would have been a really good mixed tag, and I wish they had done that. I wish, and I and I understand. Uh, I don't think Tracy was. Uh, was up to get back in the ring and, that, and that's fine i get it she did uh she did take a bump she did do uh a double leg and some some beat down hit a lariat on on lish and that's fun they had a good time but i think this would have been a lot more fun if they had done the mixed tag maybe they'll do it tomorrow night maybe not but either way uh, one thing that was really cool is that in the other times they've done this match there was a big story of trying to get the backpack stunner and then finally edward edwards finally hits it still a 2.9 they do the the Kazarian slingshot cutter, which always looks good. That's another two point nine, and then, like you said, there's the Boston knee party at the end. Eddie gets the win. Uh, a lot of Boston sucks. Chance, very proud of you, Windsor. You know what to do. And yeah, there's just some. There were some good moments in here, but they aired it during the Collision main event, so they knew what they were doing. Uh, I think the second match that Kazarian and Edwards had was the best of the three. But uh, I do I do recommend going and watching this if you actually have a minute and you just want to watch two really, really good professional wrestlers doing good professional wrestling. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Knockouts title time. This is the one. Trinity captures the Impact Knockouts World Championship. Taps out Deanna Perrazzo for the first time ever. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out who the violinist was who played out Deanna because she is a New York wrestler in training who also plays violin okay i'm not going to tell you how i did this i found i just i did a lot of searching on the internet i found a lot about her and i found no name mm-hmm. okay but she is apparently a new york training wrestler uh she's tried out for miss new york and decided not to do it there's a whole thing about her but i do not know her name uh, but she was very good at playing out diana tonight 
uh, I always like to have at least a little bit extra in the in this whole thing. Good match, solid match. Really, the finish was what got me was Trinity hitting that sit-out powerbomb on Deanna Perrazzo from the second rope and then not only locking in Starstruck, but tying up the legs as well because that was the big, big story of the match was how are you going to get... It's like the Venus de Milo takes both arms. How are you going to incapacitate your opponent? This was a match that was well worth it. I uh, kicked it into a better gear midway through. What do you think of this, Jensen? Because uh, Trinity has the Knockouts Championship now. So what do you think of the match? And what do you see going forward with her? I thought it was a good match. Um, I like the entrances, as you mentioned. Um, uh, Trinity's entrance is always going to look cool. And just the whole like glow aesthetic is like it's it's always going to work i feel like in wrestling and obviously she needs to back it up in the ring which she does and she's you know a good she's a very good wrestler so it's you know it's, it, i like i like the whole pack i'm kind of surprised they didn't do more of that like with her in the wwe to be honest like they i was actually there live at wrestlemania i believe it was the one in orlando wrestlemania 33 when she won the uh like the like the women's version of the andre battle royal and um and she was like super over i know she's from orlando i, I believe um, but she was she was super super over at that show, and from there I thought they were gonna really like drop a rocket to her, and they kind of did for a second, and then like it just kind of felt like, you know. So, but so with her being an impact, obviously the big story as I mentioned at the top of the show is the whole betting on yourself thing, and that was a, uh, you know, it, it's got to feel good for her, you know, to to come over here bet on bet on herself, uh, be recognized as the the face of the women's division of, you know, not just the women's division that we said it ourselves that probably, you know, I always have to preface this so that people don't come at me, but if you're looking at like WWE's roster, right, you're looking at like Ross, SmackDown, NXT, their whole developmental, what they had with the UK and everything. They're like, they're called their overall collection of women. That's, that's probably the best in my opinion. But if you're looking at like singular shows, like you count impact wrestling as like one brand, Raw is a brand, SmackDown is a brand, NXT is a brand. Like, I think Impact easily has the best roster of women's talent. And that's where Naomi is now in like the, the face of that. So that, that's a, a big stamp of approval. And that's got to feel good if you're her uh, to, to be in that spot. Um, the other big question for me is what do you do with Deanna coming out of this? Uh, once again, I with it being Impact Wrestling, I think it's foolish to not have her involved with the the male titles and impact like if you're she how many times can she be the knockouts champion the knockouts was involved in knockouts tag teams and all this stuff she she should just be wrestling the dudes for either the exhibition title or the world title at this point honestly like so that's what i would do with diana praza coming out of this as well um but uh but yeah, I'm ha I'm happy for Trinity. That that's that's good for her. And once again, the, the entrance for Diana was was really cool with the the is it violinist? Is that violinist? Violinist. 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 Is the, the correct pronunciation of that. So yeah. there was a really really good uh, spot, a couple spots in the match that I want to I want to talk about. Uh, Diana keeps hitting that inverse package pile driver where she's grabbing legs. It's like. Um, uh, Wednesday Night Fever, which is uh, Chris Statlander's finish. She does a variation on that, which is really good. And then that was a near fall. And the slingshot X Factor from Trinity right into the split-legged moonsault. That was good stuff. And, of course, a Queen's Gambit onto the ring apron. The hardest part of the ring, Steven Jensen, 2.9. This match, like I said, kicked it into high gear towards the finish and uh, really got me at the end. I really enjoyed it. Congrats to Trinity. It's going to be fun to watch her with that Impact Knockouts World Championship. Yeah, what's next for Deanna Perrazzo? I 
think there's a certain hardcore country act coming back soon enough and she's going to want that knockouts championship so we'll see where that comes into play i i wouldn't mind seeing mickey and trinity i'm sure she i'm sure mickey would love to do that too but uh we'll, we'll keep it locked we'll find out soon enough where it goes yeah well and also i mean that speaking of of mickey we have someone very close to her in the main event of this show as well so i mean there's things you can do there too potentially so well, there's someone very important to Deanna Perrazzo, too. Of and he course. was featured on FightfulSelect.com earlier today for the best five bucks in the business is where I give you that hard sell. Eric Young is back. You want to know why? FightfulSelect.com, best five bucks in the business. You want that update on Steve Macklin? It's there. It's there. All the, the good news, the bad news, the timing, whatever you want, it's all up on FightfulSelect.com. You want to talk about Utami Hayashishida? She made her Ring of Honor debut tonight spoilers uh but we had the news about that about her appearing backstage tonight over on fightfulselect.com best five bucks in the business and of course if you want to hear more from steven jensen he's told you already he hosts the weekender podcast where you'll get yeah sure you'll get some spoilers here and there but you'll also get all the views on the independent wrestling that maybe you aren't watching should be watching want to reconnect with jensen's got you covered yeah. sean does a q a every single week sour graps if you want the sourest take on WWE programming from Alex Palowski and our own Kate Elizabeth, uh, who hosts the Ring of Honor Post Show, but that's a totally separate show that's on the main feed. That's for free. But for the best five bucks in the business, you're getting all the news, you're getting all the exclusives, and you're getting all that extra audio and visual content. We always keep it locked. That's what we do. We give you all that you can get for five bucks a month. It's simple. It's easy. Go and subscribe right now. FightfulSelect.com. If you're not doing it, I don't know what's wrong with you have a lot to talk about okay yeah, yeah. go just subscribe go subscribe and if you want to hear i mean before i record tomorrow's episode if you want to go back from this past week and you want to hear my thoughts on gcw backyard wrestling five i know joel enjoyed that so if you guys want to hear yeah we have we have you know i cover i cover everything <laughs> over there on the weekender so check it out listen I, I i will put him over to his face as i did in the dms if there's one thing i love about steven jensen it's that when you get Steven Jensen in a solo capacity, you get stream of consciousness, all the thoughts you can muster, and all the opinions, Steven Jensen. And I love it. Perfect for folding laundry, perfect <laughs> for your bike rides, perfect for whatever you're up to. So go subscribe now, FightfulSelect.com. Yeah, World I'm going to give you I'm going to give you an hour of my time. It might be stream of consciousness, it might be straight results, it might be a mixture of both, it might be spoilers, it might be, it's a, but you're getting one hour of me by myself on a Sunday. So I hope you all enjoy it. Dave and Busters, damn it. Oh, but you don't even know. So, so okay. yeah, just so y'all know, I'll give you another another quick plug here on the spotlight this upcoming Thursday, right here on this channel, youtube.com slash fightful, um, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. Me and Jeremy do the spotlight. We'll, we'll air the interview after uh, we talk, and that'll be around 11 a.m. Eastern. We recorded an interview with Jeremy Fidauer that's going to air this Thursday, who is uh the chief brand officer of Jazzwares and a legend of the action figure game and he's like a, ma a massive investor and collector and all this stuff i straight up asked him during the interview if i wasted my money during the pandemic on dave and buster's nfts so if you want to hear all about that um you can uh tune into the spotlight but we mainly talk about aw figures for like it's about an hour and 15 minutes long and it's mainly about aw figures i think y'all gonna really enjoy it so. you said nfts and our viewership just went <laughs> dude action figures action figures up the rest thing don't worry about it that's a great interview i'm looking forward to seeing that on the spotlight uh that's thursday mornings on the main channel that's for free 
but Fightful Select is five bucks. Impact World Title Time. Let's talk about Alex Shelley breaks the curse of the new champions, retains his title over Nick Aldis. Match starts hot. Shelley spits water right in Aldis's mm-hmm. face. And then immediately Aldis hooks in a Kingsland Cloverleaf, tries to get the immediate tap out. Nope, not the case. Good back and forth match. Love Shelly focusing on the fingers, on the arm, on the hand of Nick Aldis the whole time. Just putting his fingers in the turnbuckle hole and wrenching back. There's good stuff there. Uh, Really good stuff. All the glitter on the mat left over from Trinity so that both men got to glitter a little bit, got to glow a little bit. Uh, And then finish very simple uh, DDT onto the world title as they introduced it as a, as a you know they tried to take him out with it super kick Aldis is bleeding and so Shelly hits the shell shock gets the win but we'll talk about the post match in a sec but first let's talk about the match itself Alex Shelly retains what do you think what are we doing I thought it was solid I thought it was a good a good good main event match um, I'm glad that Alex Shelly retained I will say that um, I'm interested to see well we'll talk about. It going forward but as as far as the match it's solid i, I you know I've, i'm a, i've always been a fan of alex shelley i'm glad the guy's getting his flowers right now to like you know and being able to be the world champion of the company he has really really good matches doesn't matter if it's a tag team singles match doesn't matter if it's the beginning of the show the main event any of the championships like you put him on the indies you put him anywhere he's he's always reliable to to deliver um nick aldis and there's a stigma to nick aldis you know everyone I think most people know that. I mean, like you, you kind of, you kind of get what you get with Nick Aldis in a lot of ways. Like um, he's a solid performer, but like, you know, he, he was a longtime champion of the national wrestling Alliance. Everyone knows that everyone knows that run. I think he did really well for what he needed to for that brand, but I don't know um, if people were like clamoring to see Nick Aldis come over back over to impact wrestling and become their world champion. And uh and I'm glad that because I, I I thought that there was a chance Impact was going to do that. And if you're just asking me straight up as a fan, what would I rather see? Alex Shelley continue this run or Nick Aldis winning this title tonight? Ten out of ten times, I'm going to say I want Alex Shelley to keep this title. And I thought the match itself, once again, it was a solid main event, and I'm I'm glad with the result. I am too. I was feeling like it was going to be a night for for Nick Aldis, but Alex Shelley just won that title. Right. When Aldis said in that promo on Thursday, do you, are you going to prove that you're more than a transitional champion? And I said, all right, well, that just seals it. He's Aldis is going to lose. They might go back to this match. And I'm not against that because they did. Both men have some good chemistry. I would love to watch them run this back. Uh, there was, again, there was some good stuff. The sliced bread turning into a pile driver from Aldis the second time. That was good. Again, these two men know how to, tell a story how many wrestlers have said over the years that they that alex shelley has changed the career and alex shelley used that in his own come up to the world title he mentioned all those wrestlers that he uh imparted wisdom on worked with and made better and turned them into champions now it's his time and his time is not one month as a champion because that undoes everything he says instead he's going to have that title for a little while longer but how much longer because as we're ready to start going off the air Josh Alexander shows up. He's not wearing a a brace, not wearing a sling, not tied up at all. Comes out looking normal, although without the headgear, it felt a little strange, but I guess (laughs) that's just me. It would have been been stranger if you walked out with the headgear in this scenario, though. (laughs) I would have loved to have watched it, though. (laughs) He comes out and he says, I'm back. So it looks like we're going to get Josh Alexander and Alex Shelley sooner than later. 
again, they're going to be in Toronto. That's Josh Alexander's backyard at Emergence. Josh didn't get to put the title on the line at Rebellion because he was injured. Maybe this is the beginning of not just Shelly and Alexander and Alexander reclaiming that title, but Steve Macklin's going to come back too. And they got to do Macklin and Alexander too because that's a match that we were waiting on and that's a match that we didn't get. So it's good to see Josh Alexander back. It's crazy that his recovery time was much less than expected, much much faster than expected. Uh, what do you think? What what do we do with Josh Alexander now that he's back and clearly wants that world title? Yeah, it's it's interesting because you have the the underlying story also, like I've been mentioning throughout the show with with Alex Shelley, Saban, and Kishida. Also, like there's like a lot kind of at play with all of this. So like. That's a good question because my the vibe that I got coming off of the show was the next major pay per view will get uh, like the next time me and you are here and hopefully Cresta as well. The next time we're here talking about this, it'll be us reviewing Josh Alexander versus um, Alex Shelley. I feel like so I don't know. Yeah, yeah like the like next big pay per view, Josh Alexander and Alex Shelley. Nothing that Alex um, Shelley will special, huh? I think they'll run that as a special. As a special. I, I think it's going to be an emergence, and I think it'll be Macklin and Alexander at Bound for Glory in Chicago. Yeah, so I guess, well, I guess it really depends on when they, because you're assuming that they're going to put the title like right on Alexander, pretty much. Or at least start getting, if they, they could do a triple threat with Macklin and Alexander and Shelly, and just yeah. kind of be like two men coming back from, you know, from injury versus Alex Shelly, who can very quickly work with them as you know, however needed. Yeah. And I see in the chat, you're talking about multiverse United that, that, that that's not a show that matters in the impact world, to be honest. Like yeah, there's be a lot of cool matches. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're, I mean, you're, I don't know, because that's the thing that's weird with impact having the, like the, the special event shows is, and obviously they're willing to change the title on the shows. Alex Shelley beat Steve Macklin on an impact plus show recently for this title. So like, I don't know. It's a, it's a good question. I really don't know. Cause, cause once again, like if let's say Chris Saban, because, because the exhibition title, maybe this is where I'm getting in my own head about this. And this is, that's probably what's happening because the exhibition title has the option C attached to it. Like having Chris Saban be the exhibition champion. Kushida is the number one contender to that title. And Alex and, and, and Alex Shelley has the world title. It just feels like that all is like a big story right there in itself. And then you also have Macklin coming back, Alexander coming back. It's just a lot. It's a, it's a lot to consider. I don't, I really don't know. I mean, you're, you're honestly, you're probably right. They'll probably do Alexander and Shelley. What, when you say emergences? Emergences the same night as all in. It's okay. <laughs> August 28th. Sure yeah but it's in toronto and if you're going to do it yeah and i'll be right let's just put one thing out there though maybe they'll do a number one contendership match for alexander because they did announce that sonata the iwgp world heavyweight champion will be appearing at emergence right. whether or not he has a match i mean you can assume he does but for now he's being appeared he's being uh told that we're told he's going to appear and so if it's a match maybe they'll do shelly versus sonata in some yeah. sort of, you know, champions match. Which would be great. I'd love to see that. I think, I think it was hilarious too, by the way, that, because this is a very much, if you know, you know, type thing. They mention after the Sonata, like 
announcement that he was going to be on that, they were like, Sonata, who's got some roots here in, in Impact. It's like, yeah, but y'all, y'all remember, like, it, like none of those guys, like, I mean, he he did all right. He like actually like won the action yeah, title and stuff. Medal. That's right. But, but it was he was a part of like that weird James Storm like group that they tried to do and like and that was around the same era that like Okada was was playing the Green Hornet or whatever that was and like like Kato. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They so, were just, like, they really messed that up. They they took the Vince McMahon <laughs> level marketing from Dixie Dixie whoever was behind the scenes made the choice that all Japanese talent need to be Japanese gimmicks of themselves in America. Yeah. And, and then for the longest time, new Japan wouldn't give that up. Right. They were pissed off. Thank God for Rocky Romero and, and everything that he's done to get those bridges relayed because impact is currently working with new Japan. They're doing another multiverse United show in Philadelphia on August the 20th. And they're doing, they're, they've already announced a match for it. Right. They're going to do uh was it Trey and Leo versus Takahashi and Mike Bailey? That's a hell of a tag match. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. They're, so they're I guess. Fun. So I guess if we if we want to make a prediction right now, the next the next time we're here talking about this, what do you think is the the world title match that we're we're reviewing? I don't know. Josh Alexander is the champion, though, most likely, in your in your opinion. Yeah, I because because my thing is this: he's either going to win the title, he's he'll be the he'll either win the title at this pay per view, or he'll be the champion going into it. I feel like, but well, but if they're going to be in Canada for emergence, it does make sense for him just to win there. So, or you can have Macklin cost Josh the championship at emergence. True. Bring him back, and then they can do a triple threat at Victory Road. And they've also got the big Impact 1000 show because there are 1000 episodes coming up as well. Uh, so that's another thing that they're probably going to want to make a big deal out of. Listen, at some point while Al Shelley has his title, give me a time machine triple threat for the belt. Just okay. give me that. Just okay. a great, just give me that before you lose the title. That's, that's really my main ask at this point. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, what and to kind of put a bow on this, you know. I thought it was a really good impact pay-per-view. I thought every, honestly, every one of their, their pay-per-views I think delivers. I think like for what I'm expecting to see when I tune into this, this is what, this is, this, this hits expectations and it, you know, it sees them in a lot of ways. You know, I, I, there was a lot of, there was, there was returns I wasn't expecting. There was a, a ton of, t- I didn't expect all the one title to change, you know, and all the matches I thought were solid. There wasn't one thing on the outside of this, the Saban and, and Leo Rush, you know, didn't not, basically not having a match, which was, which was disappointing to me. There wasn't one match on this entire show that I'd be like, that sucked. Don't watch that. You know what I mean? Like, I thought, I think everything kind of complimented each other. It was a good, it was a good show from top to bottom. I agree. And and I'll add that, you know, as much as we wanted to see a match between Saban and Rush, and we will. We will. I think the fact that we're talking about it as like, a, uh, you you honey dicked us. Like, you you were so close. But it was also a big shock. Right. Yeah. And that, and that gets people talking and that gets people hopefully invested in seeing where the story goes, because the, for the longest time, the annoying knock on Leo Rush continues to be, I mean, he's just going to retire next week. Well, you know what? He said in a few interviews so far that he's happy to be an impact. Sure. You can say that that's just paying lip service, but now he, he gets to put in the work himself because he was, he was given that X division championship tonight. Well, so and he, here is up to him. Sure, a hundred percent. Well, and he has also been very open about like you know what you're. He like he's not like he's not like being a jerk about it and being just like ghosting people. He's told people like, 
I like I like to come and go. I like to be free. I I, I do retire. I do unretire. I do music. There's other, you know, just how he's feeling, you know, and that's that's it's the kind of it's just what you're what you're signing up for when you do business with them, you know. And he's so great in the ring that you know you you're most companies want to have him involved. So like in any way that they can have him for as long as they can have him. And it's good for the fans because we get to see great matches. And, you know, if he stays, that's great. If he goes to something else, you know, he can go do that. You know, it's, you know, it just, it is what it is. You know, I, I, but you're right. We'll see the match. We'll see the match between those two. It'll, and I'm sure it'll, it'll deliver. Now, when you mentioned getting honey dick, the only thing that I would say about that is, I would feel really bad if I got Honey Duck, Honey Duck out of forty bucks. This is like the one show that I want, the one match I wanted to see on the show, and like I paid my my hard earned money for this specifically. I'd be like, that was a Honey Dicking that that I'm not happy about. So yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and I will add this to to the Leo Rush thing. Um, Impact is really good at doing this, and I've mentioned this on a few different shows that I cover or talk about. They do the special guest really well they have their core contracted wrestlers that come in and do great work and they are committed to the brand fully that's fine and then every taping every event whatever it is they'll bring in a special somebody someone who's just there for the tapings that set of of that little time in between the the big events if this is leo rush that's fine that's perfect for leo he he comes and goes as he pleases. So if he's only here for another couple of months, sure, he got the title, put some eyes on him. He'll drop that title, and I'm sure it'll look good when he when he drops it to whoever he drops it to. So there's a lot of opportunity there, and that's something that I find is more of an impact strength than a weakness uh, because they're able to bring in and cycle this talent in such an effective way. Uh, and then before we get out of here, I want to take off this uh, super chat from Dex Baker. He says, that was a solid show. Nothing shocking besides Alexander coming back. I don't know about that. (laughs) Uh, And I'm not complaining at all. But was there nothing with Dango and Santino? So they're taping that tomorrow at the Fallout tapings. They've announced that that's going to be a match for TV. Um, Do do you have have an opinion on Dango and Santino? Not one that anyone would care to hear about. Hey, shout out to Ernest Cat Miller. I know he's been involved lately. That's my my boy. He's actually become, it's the most random thing ever. This is, you know, no one cares about this, but Ernest the Cat is local to me where I live. And him and my brother actually share, because my brother is a boxing trainer and he goes like kind of gym to gym, depending on who he's training and holds pads for him and stuff. And him and Ernest the Cat see each other almost every day. Ernest the Cat is still competing in like karate tournaments only the weekends in like the seniors tournaments and stuff like that. He's the man. So it was cool. It's cool to know that he's still involved with Impact. Like I'm, 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 I'm a fan of Ernest the Cat. Whenever they come around to Atlanta, you'll know you'll see the cat. And whenever, 100%. whenever Santino's around, you'll get that son of my gun and you'll get yes. this, this gimmick. Ernest the Cat's the man. I got to call one of his matches for CDW last year. That was a dream come true. That guy gave me a high five when I was on commentary. I was like, my life is made. I, I Ernest the Cat, let's go. Somebody uh-huh. call my mama. <laughs> All right, somebody call my mama. Let's get out of here. Steven Jensen, yes. plug your stuff. What do you got going on? Every Thursday, this channel, youtube.com slash Fightful. Watch the spotlight with myself and Jeremy Lambert. We talk about every wrestling company, and we... Also, uh, we interview people, and I think you'll enjoy the interviews. Usually, independent wrestlers or promoters, or um, this upcoming Thursday, as I was mentioning, Jeremy Padauer, who's the CBO of Jazzwares, legitimately one of my favorite interviews we've ever done. I think you are going to really like it. Um, but yeah, we, t- we we interview a whole bunch of people that are like involved with wrestling. We interview 
other fans, uh, like other like YouTubers and stuff like that. So um, check that out. That's every Thursday morning, usually 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, sometimes 8.30 a.m., depending on what's going on. But uh, please support that. Also, go check out the Weekender podcast or FightfulSelect.com. That's every Sunday, sometimes Monday, um, depending on. Sometimes there's like really important Sunday night shows, so I want to talk about it on Monday and stuff like that. So, But that's over on FightfulSelect.com. That show's coming up on five years in like a couple months. So uh, I appreciate everyone who's stuck along with with that show and anyone who's new and wants to maybe learn a bit more. The thing, the, what, the main reason I recommend my show to people who don't listen to it is you will become fans of people well before most people know about these wrestlers, if that makes sense. Like we, I've, I've covered most of these people for three, four, five years now that you're seeing debut or have become regular parts of AEW, WWE, New Japan, all over the place. Weekender is a good place to, to learn about them on the indies before they blow up. So please check that out and uh, follow me on Twitter at Talk underscore. And it was good to be back here, as always, for the Impact Post Show for the pay-per-views here at T-Joel. So. Love having you with us, Stephen. I really do. We get uh, we get a different, pr- different perspective every time you come and join us. So looking forward to the next one. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. You can find me on Fightful Overbooked every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as Jeremy Lambert and I get in the weeds at 10 a.m. Eastern. We bring on guests just like these guys do, but we talk about everything. Again, Darren McCarty joined us, so you got to go watch that interview. Uh, we, we've had so many really good pals come and join us. I think uh, Professor Nick Harrison is going to join us on, on Monday because he's about to do that big lego show hot wheels show he's doing hot wheels anyway he's gonna join us uh and then of course kate and i go live every sunday eight o'clock we're taking tomorrow off but we'll be back next week so you know what that's fine crescent star and i are here every thursday night after the ring of honor post show to cover impact wrestling so come and join us 10 10 eastern every thursday night until then ladies gentlemen friends beyond the binary enjoy the rest of your weekend cheers Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.